0: Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Visit our website at
1: jabberaudio.com support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash team jabberwocky.
2: The following audio theater is rated ADPG,
1: so parental guidance is suggested.
2: There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice, and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012. After a sequence of violence in Las Vegas, leading to the death of his friend Will Archer. Poker player Jimmy Harmon is slowly rebuilding his life and his bankroll. Calling in a favor from an old underworld contact, Victoria Salkovich, Jimmy secures a seat at the most exclusive private game in Los Angeles, frequented by the likes of film star Parker Wells and venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer.
0: So what's the verdict, Kreitzer? I was just coming to that, Mr. Wells... James, I believe we'd be happy to have you join us Our next game is tomorrow evening, the Beverly Palm Hotel Saturday night special, unless you got weekend plans I look forward to it
2: That same evening, Harmon meets the enigmatic Eleanor Wallace With whom Kreitzer is conducting as yet unrevealed business So, tell me Mr. Harmon,
3: what are your expectations for the evening? Oh,
1: I don't know we could start with a drink, maybe some light conversation. I already have a drink. Well, I meant another drink, after.
3: Hmm, let me guess. You've got a wife and two lovely children at home, but you've got a free pass for the evening and hope to make the most of it.
1: Am I right? Hope oh, me? No, not at all. My last serious relationship ended more than a year ago. I mean, more or less.
2: Ah, well, that may reveal more about you than you intended. But Harmon's plans are sidetracked by the reappearance of his former girlfriend, Robin Freeman, who is seeking his help after being caught up in a mystery of her
1: own. David Turner, Los Angeles County Office of the Assessor, killed outside his home in what appears to be a hit-and-run accident. Police have no suspects.
3: That's my boss.
1: Started working at the county assessor's office about... Nine months back? Real estate appraisals, right? I get this call. The number was blocked, said to look into the White Bluff Restoration Trust. I bring this tip to the investigations team. Next day, the person I give it to and the branch director and my boss get whatever. Damn. Why come to me? A name the caller said right before they
2: hung up? Victoria Selkovich? She's that woman who used to bankroll you, Right. After ensuring Robin is not being pursued, Harmon drops her with a friend and heads to the elite poker game, where Wells introduces him to the brash Ken Ford, and where Harmon's true motivations become clear.
4: Oh, uh, Jimmy, this is Ken Ford. Might be working on a picture with me this fall. I'm an actor, see? Or
5: soon to be. Life experience like mine. Be a cinch. Transferable skills and all.
4: Hey, looks like Anton's here and the rest of the evening's crew. What say we play some poker?
1: And so it began, but if I played my cards right, I might finally find out who really tried to blow me up back in Las Vegas, killing my friend, Will Archer, in the process.
2: Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 3.
1: What can I say? The game itself was exactly what I expected. Kreitzer played tight but straight. Came out pretty far ahead, but not aggressive enough to take it all. It was easy to spot the whales the rich suckers whose wallets Wells and his Hollywood cronies planned to lighten, since that's just how it went down. Check. Wells earned his predatory rep. Not just in his play, but how he reveled in crushing everyone in his path. A lot of players put on a show at the table. They call it Hollywooding, naturally. But Wells took it to a whole new level. Like this was his Oscar moment, a way to revive his stagnant career with a turn on the stage. Felt a pang of regret for the last guy he took down. Carl Pantuso, a restaurant owner I hit it off with pretty well. Wells played him like a fiddle on the last hand.
4: River's down, Wells. Just us. How are you gonna play it? Don't know, Carl. Don't know. Pair of tens on the board, maybe you got a third. Not to mention three clubs. Pocket clubs that give you a flush. Pots, 26 to 50. Still, last hand of the night. You gonna play? Or just keep rambling on like you're commentating on ESPN poker? Touchy. What the hell, I'm up for a gamble. I'll lead out with (laughs) 75,000. You played right into this one, Hollywood. I'm all in. 240,000. Well, well, well. Wasn't sure how that'd play. Good chance my overbet would push you out. That is, if you were playing smart, which you're clearly not, call. King 10. Full house, sucker. 10's full of kings. Oh, if only that were the nuts. But my pocket cowboys give me kings full of tens. Beat your itty-bitty full house. <laughs> Screw you, sucker.
1: For someone with a nigh-inscrutable poker face, in every other aspect, Wells was an open book. The ultimate narcissist. It's not enough to win. He had to make sure you knew just how good he was. And literally had to narrate his victory in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I see the irony. Leave me alone, I'm telling a story here. I can't... can't believe... A quarter mil in one night.
4: Whoa! Really dropped a clanger. there, eh, mate? Fort, we don't need to rub it in.
1: Ah, uh, on second thought.
0: That concludes the evening. If those of you with chips remaining could proceed to the desk, we'll square up.
1: As planned, I played fairly tight. Up about fourteen grand by the end. Enough to keep in the mix, but not tick off the power brokers. Namely, Wells and Kreitzer. James, when you have a moment, could I speak with you? Uh, of course, Mr. Kreitzer. Uh, Anton. Just let me cash out.
0: I'll be out on the balcony. Come meet me.
1: Sure. Hey, Carl. Bad beat there. Sorry about that. I just...
4: I was sure... uh... Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, Remember, anytime you want a table,
1: you just call me. Will do. Thanks, man. My role in their little exercise became clear early. I was the dancing monkey. The distraction. Wells made a show of pointing out my pro status. Had the whales watching me while he snuck in and robbed them blind. You
0: did well for yourself this evening, Mr. Harmon.
1: (laughs) Might have gone better if more people had been willing to play against me, but it is what it is.
0: Would you like to cash out in full, or would you prefer to leave funds in escrow until the next event?
1: I take it that means I merit a return invitation?
0: Well, Anton had already approved, and Parker seems entertained. You play well and don't cause trouble. I think that earns you another bite at the apple... We'll be back to our regular Thursday night time this week.
1: I do appreciate it. Uh, but I do need to stay liquid for the moment, if you don't mind. Honestly, a check would be ideal. Banks closed until Monday, and I've been wary about carrying that much cash around until now. Of course.
0: I understand. I'll have a check prepared.
1: Thanks. You really do run a top-notch operation here.
0: Now it's my turn to be appreciative.
5: Watch your trying to play? One hell of a show. Hell of a show. Once you snag your bees and honey from the old rattling clank, what say we head in near and far? Go a little gay and oddy for days of dawning.
1: Uh, it's two in the morning. That's when they stop serving in LA. Ah, what a load of old pony. Gonna weep in Wales, Dad. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Anyway, I have things I need to take care of later. But sometime soon. Oh, crack it, eh? All right, all right. Boy,
5: Parker!
4: What's the skinny?
0: Your check,
4: Mr. Harmon. Thanks, and this is for you? Much appreciated. Maggie, we need to talk about the tipping situation. Uh, I mean, get right down to it. Your tips are my tips. No, you have to...
1: Anton? woo, heat really hasn't let up, has
0: it? I feel we may be in for some dangerous brush fires if it doesn't rain soon. Not likely this far into the summer.
1: So what was it you wanted to speak to me
0: about? I have a service I was hoping you could perform for me. Rest assured, this isn't of the auditioning variety. Well, not precisely, but a task for which someone of your abilities might prove suitably apt.
1: I'm, well, flattered, to be sure. Don't know exactly what you're driving at, but I'm open to discussion.
0: It isn't something I feel quite comfortable going into here now, but perhaps you could come to my office tomorrow evening. Well, technically this evening.
1: (laughs) So, Sunday night... Not exactly
0: business hours. Ah, but neither of our chosen careers really operate within such strictures, do they? No, I guess not. Okay, I-, I can do that. What time? I have a dinner function. One of those charity events that will most likely run longer than it has any right to. Perhaps we could meet before that. Say six o'clock? The Wolf Building in Century City. Farrah will send you the specifics.
1: That's fine. I'll see you then.
2: Venti-ice cappuccino. Harman? Oh, That's me.
1: Thanks. Here you go.
2: Thank you. Grande Americano? Kelso?
1: Didn't know what Kreitzer had in mind, but best I stay in his good graces. Especially since I still hadn't found out what I'd been after from the start. I didn't expect I'd get answers out of the gate, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hoping. Maybe I'd learn more working with Kreitzer directly. Any case, time to get answers from one person who definitely knew more than she let on. Could have called from the coffee shop, you know, enjoyed the A.C. Shoes were melting on the sidewalk out here. But some calls needed discretion. Yeah, what do you want, poker boy? Crick? What, Victoria has you answering her phone now? I do what needs getting done. Today, that includes screening calls from deadbeat
5: ferrets. Lucky me.
1: Well, look, can you put her on? Which
5: part of screening calls did you not get?
1: Damn it, Crick, this is important.
5: So was checking my prostate. Don't mean I'm rushing to go have a white coat introduce me to his finger. Tell me what you need. I decide if it's worth Victoria's time.
1: Damn it. Okay, listen. One, I finally got into the poker game Victoria put me in for. So, first of all, I wanted to thank her for that. She'll be
5: thrilled. Get back to paying what you
1: owe. Relax. The game went fine. But I wasn't able to find out who your old buddy Watson was really working for. You know, your bestie, guy who killed my friend, Will?
5: Yeah, whatever. What else you got?
1: I need to see if Victoria knows about a White Bluff Restoration Trust. Some local real estate investing group, but I think there's something more to it. Dangerous something. Victoria's name got dropped in relation to it. But far as I knew, she didn't have anything to do with the LA gentrification movement. <laughs> well you don't know it'd fill a city bus. That it? For now. Yeah. Just have her call me back. No promises. Damn it, Crick, can you just I have another call coming in. I have to take this. Asshat. Excuse me? No <laughs> not you, Robin. I just sorry. How are you doing? Better, I think. Still freaked out, but numb, I guess. Not sure about what I'll do tomorrow. It's safest to head back to work. Act like nothing's going on, or at least you don't know about it. The only way to find anything out is with you in that office. Jimmy, I don't want to find out what's going on. I just want it to be done. Robin, it's not going to go away by itself. We have to make it go away. And that means finding out what's behind this white bluff group. Only carefully.
5: That's easy for you to say.
1: I'm not trying to make it sound easy. Just relax. Go in as usual in the morning. We can meet for lunch, once you get the lay of the land. Stay public, in the open. Will that be suspicious? We're just two, well, friends, getting together. Is that what we are? It's, sure, that's what it is. Just, look, maybe it really is nothing. Maybe this Turner guy's death really is a coincidence. Maybe your friend Karen and your boss Jesse will be back in business as usual. But if not... If not... See if you can figure out how we might be able to find those records. Anyone you can trust who might have access... Then when we meet, we'll figure out next steps. And if things are too hairy, then we get you out of there. Okay. I guess. All right. You can do it. So, where do you work?
4: The Kenneth Hahn HOA.
3: North part of Civic Center at Temple and Hill. Can you meet me at noon? The Hill Street entrance.
1: I will be there with bells on. You got this.
3: I hope so. I really do. See you tomorrow.
1: Robin's nerves were justified. I really did think this was the best course, but I worried I was being overly cavalier. I'd been in scrapes before, so on one hand I was probably more accepting of danger, but on the other, I really did know how bad things could get. In the meantime, it was about time for me to head downtown, see just what this mysterious assignment Kreitzer had for me was. Fera, I see he has you working on Sunday night as well. I work when needed.
0: The hours are irregular, but reasonable. Mr. Kreitzer had to step out for a call, but you can go in. The others have already arrived.
1: The others?
0: I'll let Mr. Kreitzer explain.
1: But you have met them both already.
5: Ah, Jimmy. Fancy us mates together again so soon.
1: Ford and Ms. Wallace. Well, this is a surprise. Didn't realize you two were acquainted.
3: We weren't. But Mr. Ford would seem to be... Very determined to change that.
1: Yeah, Ken's the poster child for persistence. Sit down, China. Take a load off. So, what's Governor Kate
5: got on you lads, eh? Excuse me? Come on, right? Rainbow's got to have something good.
3: And I think we just learned something substantial about our associate here.
5: Call me Kenny, or you can call me whatever tickles your fancy. So long as you give me a tickle. Ah,
3: but that would imply a modicum of interest in social engagement.
0: Uh, what? Ah, Mr. Harmon, Miss Wallace, Mr. Ford, glad to see you all here.
5: Sorry to keep you waiting. No worries, just got here myself. Added Jimmy here took a tad longer
0: than I figured, but no Barney. Uh,
1: Mr. Kreitzer, uh, should we talk separately? No
0: concerns there, James. Miss Wallace and I have an existing business arrangement to which this relates. Mr. Ford comes into my service through our mutual acquaintance, Mr. Wells. So I have engaged both of their services on a contractual basis.
1: I see. So does Mr. Ford have a mysterious past as well? Ah, me life's an
5: open book. Seriously, I hear is a book. Required reading down at the shovel and pick.
0: Perhaps a tale best left for a later date. As I believe I mentioned, I do have an engagement shortly, so I suppose I should get to the point.
1: Your time is valuable. Less so
0: than you may suspect, but thank you. <laughs>
1: Farah, would you bring the
0: packages for our guests? Right away, sir. Packages, huh?
3: And it's not even my birthday.
5: Well, say we play 20 questions. Bigger in a bread box? Here we are, one apiece.
1: Please take your pick. Our choice. So, are they all identical? Strictly
0: speaking, no. But which you choose makes no difference to me. Let me take a stab. It's a bread box.
3: Have you ever seen a bread box?
0: Truly, No.
5: So, this is
0: smaller.
3: Ten points for Mr. Ford.
0: Mm,
1: So what do the symbols on the boxes mean?
0: That would be cheating. Ultimately, this is the reason I asked each of you here this evening. That will be all for now, Farah. I'll see you in the morning. Of course, sir. Now, for reasons I cannot go into, I need you each to carry these... Items of interest for me. Items? Do forgive my obscurity, but the reasons prohibiting elaboration on the need bar discussion of the items themselves. I assure you, while they are valuable, they are neither illegal nor dangerous in themselves. That said, there may be parties who seek to obtain them.
5: What, you running some kind of game or something?
0: I suppose you could call this a game in a manner of speaking, though this one's not for you to play.
3: And, um, how long do you need these items carried?
0: A few days, Miss Wallace. Perhaps a week, God willing. At which point, you will return the items, and if all goes well, I provide each of you $15,000 by way of compensation. ...plus any reasonable expenses you may incur in ensuring their security, naturally. Naturally. Furthermore, upon successful completion, I expect I will have other assignments of a similar degree of difficulty... ...if not precisely the same scope.
1: I see. Well, I mean, I don't really, but I get the drift.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very Delphic, I know. Not my usual style, but this isn't business as usual. Now that I think on it, would you care to use your observational skills to reveal any details I may have omitted, Mr. Harmon? Not a requirement, just a
1: request, and be honest. All right. The boxes are intricate, but not heavy. The symbols and such would appear to be some kind of code, indicating that there is a solution to opening them, though it's not apparent to me just yet. The fact you have three of them would indicate either three copies of a single object or parts of a whole. Venturing a guess, I'd say the latter, but that is just a guess. All accurate, as far as it goes. Honestly, I'm more interested in your presentation than the items themselves. You took pains to present them to us all at once versus individually. Wanted us each to know we all had the same assignment. It belies something you said last night, that tonight wasn't an audition.
0: I will confess to a taste for the theatrical... But the assignment is genuine.
1: I believe you, or have no reason not to. But combined with what you said before, basing future assignments on successfully completing this one, that'd indicate at least some testing aspect to this. How am I doing? You do
0: impress, Mr. Harbin. I could counter that future engagements are always predicated on reliability.
1: But in this instance, from what I've observed my fellow assignees, limited though it may be, I'd say you expect we'll approach the assignment differently each to our strengths, whatever those are. And you're curious to see how that plays out. Very astute.
0: In light of Mr. Harmon's observations, I should note none of you has committed to anything as yet. If you are uncomfortable, you are free to depart.
1: I've got nothing better to do. I mean, okay, that's not true. I've got plenty to do, but nothing to conflict with this.
3: In for a penny, as they say.
1: Dench.
5: Money's good. I'm on it like a car bonnet. Well, you splashed out for these fine office digs. I expect 15 grand for a dollar like this
0: ain't an issue. I pay for services rendered. In making this offer, I hope I am clear that the reward is commensurate with the task. Let there be no misconceptions there. These are hardly Fabergé eggs you're guarding, Mr. Ford. But this is not a risk-free endeavor. But
5: whatever we're doing, so long as it don't go pear-shaped,
1: you'll be quids in. You've made your intentions plain, Mr. Kreitzer.
0: Excellent. Reach out to Farrah with any questions. I'll see you at the completion of your assignment. Farrah will contact you with the specifics. That's not my being cryptic. I still have to work out a few details. Very well. Tickety-boo, I'll be by the dog and bone.
1: Um, sure thing.
5: So, Miss Wallace, Jimmy has said we'd each play our strengths. Where exactly do
1: you keep your strengths? I think it's a fair bit her strengths outweigh yours.
3: Oh, Jimmy. So glad there's such a big, strong man here to defend poor, helpless, little old me. What?
5: I didn't No need to get shirty. Just taking the Mickey Bliss, gov. Always a bit of a wind-up merchant. You know your onions, Jimmy. Pull quite the blinder back there.
1: Um, I'll cherish
5: that. Come on, let's hit the rubber dub Grab a pig's ear, eh?
0: Ah, uh, not to impose undue restrictions, but I would suggest the three of you remain apart until our reunion. Not out of personal concern, but in the interest of keeping the packages separated. Safer.
3: Not a problem, Mr. Kreitzer. I work well alone.
5: Ah, uh, whatever you say, Gov. I can stand a little, Jack. Another time, Jimmy.
0: Mr. Harmon? Miss Wallace, Mr. Ford, thank you for your assistance. I trust you could see yourselves out.
1: Until next time.
5: On that, I'll leg it. Take the apples and pears down. Get your Christian slider. Maybe get a scooby on what it's about. Or not. Long as you get me bread and honey.
1: That was unusual.
3: I tend to avoid making assumptions about what's usual. But there is a wide gulf between a touch of theatricality and Mr. Ford's performance.
1: I'm sorry if I was out of line back there. I didn't mean to imply you needed me to stick up for you.
3: No long-term damage done. But to be clear, I am more than capable of taking care of my own interests.
1: Duly noted. So, at our last meeting, I seem to recall some discussion about our having a drink.
3: We spoke about having drinks in our hands at the time... I don't recall anything about a future commitment.
1: Well, I think it was kind of an unspoken thing.
3: Not to mention our current separation mandate.
1: Ah, that. Curses. Seems the fates are determined to spoil our plans.
3: I'll, um, I'll see you soon, Mr. Harmon. Jimmy.
1: Ms. Wallace. Eldenor. Drove a bit before heading home, trying to figure out how to best keep my package safe. Banks were closed, so no stashing it in a safe deposit box. Got the feeling that wasn't what Kreitzer wanted anyway, or to had done it himself. Englewood Park might be able to hold it, but it's not like the Vegas casinos. There, I'd feel safer than even a bank, but here? And I didn't want to hit there tonight. Figured I'd earn a night off. One thing was nagging at me. The 15 grand. It's not chump change, to be sure, but the way everyone jumped at it felt off. Too easy. I mean, my motives were simple enough. A chance to prove myself to Kreitzer directly. He knew that. Ford implied Kreitzer had something on him. Maybe something he hoped our benefactor would take care of. But leverage only goes so far. One observation I hadn't shared with Kreitzer was Ford was like as not to betray him at first hint of a better offer. Held my tongue, not just because Ford was in the room, but because it's generally not wise to question the new boss's decision-making off the bat. Then there was Eleanor. She was harder to figure. Something had me captivated from the start, a feeling our second encounter had only solidified. It's kind of a disconnect between expectation and observation. Like my initial impression, which was, to be honest, heavy on visual impact, kept getting confounded the more I learned. She hadn't even said much. It was more her tone, her demeanor, her smile. Not so much come hither as see you later, a cat toying with mice. Almost nine by the time I got home. Figured I'd clean the place up after Robin's surprise visit. Not likely she'd be back after the other night, but always a possibility someone might. At some point. You never know. But the mess that greeted me wasn't of my own making. The place had been tossed. Home again, home again. What the hell? First thought was someone traced Robin to me, but other than this afternoon's call, we hadn't been in contact since yesterday. More likely tied to Kreitzer's box. Oh, Jesus, did they have to tear the whole place apart? Wait a- oh, damn. Whoever did this didn't care about a cover story, looking like a random break-in. It's no forced entry, which means they didn't have a problem getting in clean. Could have used a pick, or hell, just a basic bump key. Even I knew how to use those, at least in theory. But they wanted it to look innocuous from the street. Even went to the trouble of locking the door when they left. In any case, I couldn't waste time waiting around. One thing being a pro player taught me was carrying cash and other negotiables was risky. I generally keep a roll of at least a few grand on hand in case an impromptu cash game came up, tucked away someplace inconspicuous. Other than that, safest to keep valuables locked up at home... But if you got a real concern, find somewhere off-site, but accessible. When I moved in, I found an old junction box on a lamppost nearby. Lock was busted, door normally hung loose, but I found I could stick something in, jam the door back tight. Wouldn't keep out anyone bent on getting in, but safe from casual snoopers. Couldn't use it long in case water and power came calling, but my little dead drop had indulged my paranoia a few times. So, what you got there? Of course, it helps to make sure nobody's watching when you use it, proving, despite my supposed observational skills, I'm a way better poker player than spy.
2: You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production, Quorum, The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters. Episode 3 of 10 Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with WERALP Radio Arlington 96.7 FM Arlington, Virginia Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon Pete Papa George as Anton Kreiser Ariana Almajan as Eleanor Wallace Patrick Kirchner as Ken Ford Daniel Riley Bush as Parker Wells Laura Rocklin as Margaret Florian, Kevin Murray as Carl Pantuso, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman, Christopher Walker as Wilmer Crick, Liz Christmas as Farah, Tom Kramer as Tom, James Whalen as Paul, Bob Hurley as the racing announcer, and Ricardo Padilla as the mysterious gunman. With additional voices by Lydia Craniotis. Recorded at Tulgey Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. Com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying thanks for listening. And tune in next week for the next episode of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale.
1: The spring-summer meeting may be coming to a close, but there's still more racing action to come. You won't want to miss out.
4: Uh, Paul, I'm just not feeling it today. Tell me something to turn my
1: mood around. Relax, Tom, old boy. I got you. Tip of the day. Lightning in a bottle could be a steal at five to one. Trust me on this.
4: Ah, that feels like small potatoes. I want something with potential.
1: You know what I mean? High risk, high reward, eh? Feeling hot, all right. This pays out, it'll make you a happy man. Say you put a $3 bet on the pick three. Five with one. You writing this down? With one. Hell, two-dollar bet would pay off you.
4: Ah, uh, now that's what I'm talking about. I swear you are going to help put me through law school. Hast thou slain the Jabberwock?